When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. My next guest is an author, civil rights activist, and icon of American history. Her new book is Dear Ruby, Hear Our Hearts. Please welcome Ruby Bridges. Thank you for being here. It was so lovely to, to meet you. I, like so many people, have been inspired by... The, the simple courage of your act at six years old to just go to school. Here you are in Louisiana. Thank you. <laughs> you were... How old were you here? Six. Six years old. And tell me about what you remember of... Um, being a student in that class? Well, uh, I was the only student in the class for the whole year. What do you... Tell me why. I, um... I started school, uh, kindergarten and first grade at an all-black school. And then the civil rights movement moved through my community, knocked on my parents' door and said, would you be willing to send your six-year-old to an integrated school for the very first time in the city? it will allow her an opportunity to have a better education and possibly even go on to college. And my parents, both of them, were sharecroppers from a little tiny town in Mississippi, and um, being educated was a luxury for them. If it was time for them to get the crops in, they couldn't go to school. Mm -hmm. So my mother jumped at the opportunity, signed me up, and there I was, headed to this integrated school. Were there any other black children who were, who were going in that class with you? Um, supposedly, there were uh, six girls that were chosen in 1960. We were divided up. There were two schools um, that were going to be integrated. At the last minute, the two girls that were supposed to go to school with me, their parents decided not to send them. It was too late to find more volunteers, and there I was alone headed into the school. And, but you say you were the only one in that class. What happened when you actually got there? Well, the day that um, I arrived, federal marshals drove up, escorted me to school that day. We turned the corner and... And that's, the, that's who these people... That's who these, Those these are, are these federal, federal marshals. And so they escorted me that day, and when I turned the corner in front of this new school, there were crowds of people screaming and yelling and throwing things. 
I live in New Orleans and I'm accustomed to Mardi Gras. So I thought it was Mardi Gras that day. <laughs> and I thought that I had ventured into a parade and so I wasn't afraid at all. Uh, they opened the door and escorted my mom and I into the building. The minute I got into the building, they took me to the principal's office. And all of the crowd that was outside, they immediately rushed in behind me. And they started to run into every class and they took every child out of school. So by the end of that day, 500 kids had dropped out or were taken out, I should say. So it was just you alone? Just me. It be eventually became, um, four years later, this became uh, one of Norman Rockwell's uh, most famous and uh, beloved paintings. It's called The Problem We All Live With. And here are these men walking you in. And here's, here's a close-up of you. Yes. As Ruby Bridges. The only figure that we can see in her entirety here while these men are walking around you. What did you think of when you first saw this? I didn't see that until I was about 17. As a matter of fact, um, that entire year I spent in the classroom alone with a single teacher because teachers quit their jobs. They didn't want to teach black kids. And one teacher came from Boston to teach me. She was white. She was an amazing teacher, became my best friend, like a second mom. And, um, you know, I knew even though she looked exactly like the people outside that were screaming and seemed really angry, she wasn't like them at all. She showed me her heart. I knew that she cared about me. She made me feel safe. I loved school because of her. Um, I did not see that until I was 17. And then up until that moment, I thought it was an incident that just happened on my street and in my community. I mean, I was six. How, would, how was I to know it was a part of a much bigger movement, the civil rights movement. I had no idea until I saw the painting. Well, in, in your new book, Dear Ruby, Here Are Hearts, you share letters from children concerned about issues from climate change to bullying to homelessness. At six, were you as aware of the world as these kids are today? Not at all. I often say that what really protected me was the innocence of a child. The fact that I thought it was Mardi Gras, uh, <laughs> I thought that, you know, you had to actually take a test to be accepted into the school. And I passed it, and, you know, my parents and their friends were so excited. Oh, my goodness, she's so smart. You know, oh, don't take her out. No one else could pass the test. I thought I was on my way to college. <laughs> I thought, I'm so smart, now I can go from kindergarten straight to college. So... I mean, it was the innocence of a child. I actually thought that. My parents didn't sit me down and try and explain to me what was going on. And I think that was the best approach. So these kids are totally different today. In, in the last two years, 563 measures have been introduced across the country to restrict how schools can teach uh, about race and racism with over 300 books on racism have been pulled, including your own books. Yes. And they've been banned in schools and libraries. How do you think we can fight a movement that wants to erase the history of your movement? Well, even though those books are banned, you can still purchase them. And I think that all of us should do that because it's not just about the books. Mm -hmm. It's about your right 
to teach your children the way you want them to be taught. And the truth is, is, you know, history is sacred. None of us should have the right to change or alter history in any way. I mean, we need history to show us where we're going. You know, some people say, oh, you can't teach this to kids because children, especially white children, will be uncomfortable with the truth of that. How do you think, how do you see that as you talk to kids? How do you see it received? My biggest fans are kids. All across the country, outside of the country. I remember a little boy saying to me once I was talking with him, and he says, what you're saying doesn't make sense. He said, for instance, it's like my puppies. I have a puppy, his name is Spot. He's a whatever, and um, I love my puppy. And my next door neighbor, he has a dog, and he's a golden retriever. He can do better tricks. He loves his puppy. The truth is, Ruby is what he said, they're all just dogs. (laughs) And I looked at him and said, you know what? You're right about that. You're absolutely right. Kids, none of our babies are born knowing anything about racism. Each and every one of our babies come into the world with a very special gift. That's a clean heart and a fresh start in life. We as adults, we take that away. And in the back of, on the back of the book, the slogan for my foundation is racism is a grown-up disease. Let's stop using our kids to spread it. We know that that's where it comes from. Ruby, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Dear Ruby, Here Our Hearts is available now. Ruby Bridges, everybody. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. CBS Sunday, after The Equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. You never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker, CBS season finale Sunday after The Equalizer on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts.